0: Hey, Magic fans, this is Kristen Ledlow from NBA TV and NBA Inside Stuff, and you're listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast. Now it's over to Geraint, Mikey, and Paul. Go Magic!
1: What's up, Magic fans? Welcome to Penny for Your Thoughts, Orlando Magic UK's weekly podcast. Today is Wednesday, the 6th of July, and this is episode 88. Uh, as always, I'm joined by my two good friends, Mr. Paul Bacon and Mr. Mikey Clark. Paul, how are we, mate? Oh, good, mate. How's yourself? I'm not too bad, mate. Uh, yeah, good well. to be missing out on last week's podcast, but I'm glad to be back. So yeah, it's uh, to have
2: you Paul. It's, it's been a while since the three of us have done one together, I think.
1: It has, it has. And um, we've got some magic basketball this week. So, uh, exciting week ahead.
3: Mikey, how are you, mate? I'm good. Garrett's having too many holidays, Paul. That's what it is. He's getting paid too much. It right? is.
2: Yeah, clearly. That's
3: exactly clearly. what it is. <laughs> hey?
2: But yeah, um, a I'm good, mate. Week? Good, so to He's, me. he's getting, to, getting a
3: lot of practice in for
1: October. Yeah, it's got to be done. It's got to be done. Can't fault
3: you. So, is he, is yeah, he practising yeah. that jump shot, though, ready for October?
1: Well, always, always. And we're going to Butlins in a couple of weeks, Mikey, so we're, I'm sure we'll have a competition on the oh. old uh, basketball. Uh...
3: With those horrendous metal rings that we played on yeah. last time.
1: Have you got yeah. the
2: home trotters again? No, no not no, this time.
1: Unfortunately not. It's the diversity, so uh, all the girls are happy, but Mikey and I will probably find us in the pub, to be honest with you, mate.
3: I'll be in bed Mark by nine be, o'clock. i going to say, you'll be asleep. I'll
1: beat you to <laughs> it. I'll beat you to it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so this week, we're delighted to be joined by Kristen Ledlow. She'll be joining us shortly. So uh, we'll just get on with the show and then we'll get Kristen on. Um, so as Paul mentioned last week, we've got a new uh, Fans Apparel uh, team store. So please check it out. Uh, links can be found at OrlandoMagicUK.com. But if you do want to go direct, I believe the web link is Um, So, yeah, get your gear there if that's what you want to do. Um, so let's get on to what's happened in the last week. We've uh, had free agency, as the guys picked up on last week, and uh, a couple of rookie sign-ins. So uh, Banqueiro signed. This week, uh, per team policy, terms of the deal are not disclosed, but it's on the rookie scale, so it's pretty standard. Uh, Mobamba um, is reported to have signed a two-year, $21 million deal um, on a one and one deal, which basically means the second year isn't guaranteed. Um, Gary Harris then has officially re-signed, because this is a re-signing, to a two-year, $26 million deal that works out 13 million per season um and a bit like bam but the second year is fully non-guaranteed so it gives us a bit of flexibility Uh, and the last one is it's reported ball ball is reported to be signing a two-year deal also terms of that have not been disclosed on social media or, or, or you know from Kobe Price or anybody as yet. Um, so Mikey, any thoughts on the flexibility of the contracts, uh, the front office have reportedly given to uh, Bamba, Harris and Ball?
3: Well, They're exactly that. They're flexible, aren't they? They uh, give us some ma- ma- maneuverability. There we go. I shouldn't say that word. <laughs> they give us some, uh, some trade assets that we can certainly use at the deadline or, or next summer. Um, we can obviously keep them for another year. Um, Bamba and Harris. I don't think any of us are, are really that surprised that they've come back, and we need shooting. They're two of our best shooters on the team, so that certainly helps with with that need. Uh, bowl bowl. I'm not surprised we brought him back. I know that I've been listening to a few Magic podcasts this week who aren't the biggest fans of bringing Bowl bowl back. I would have personally have liked to bring Robin Lopez back and and have another vet on this team but in a year where we're trying to figure out who's the guys we're going to move forwards with, you want to give opportunities to as many of these players as you possibly can. I don't think Bol Bol's going to get much of a chance, but he's got a contract. He's got a spot on the team. Um, I, I think the fact that the Magic brought him back, in, oh, sorry, when they made the move for him last, last trade deadline, they kept him around the team right up until the end of the season. You could see him on the bench with the team throughout the game. Um, I think that was a bit of a sign that the Magic were interested in bringing him back because it's a low-risk move. Um, if it doesn't work, then um, th- then we can move on. We've got that flexibility. So, um, yeah, I'm not surprised. Banquero was the big fish that we got this summer. Um, and, uh, yeah, it gives us a chance for free agency next year. And, and we've got cap space that we can absorb some big deals if a trade presents itself in uh, in the next six to 12 months. So yeah, I'm happy.
1: Good stuff. And, and it lets the team have a look at what we've actually got in its entirety, doesn't it? Um, mm-hmm. And then we've got the option of after a season and, you know, Bamba or Harris don't work out or whatever it is or ball ball. Um, yeah. Like you said, they've got the flexibility. Um, so this week uh, sees the beginning of the summer league. Uh, that's, starts on the 7th of July, Uh, so I'll just run through a quick reminder of the magic fixtures. Uh, Orlando play the Houston Rockets at Thursday, 10 Eastern, that's 3 a.m. UK time. They play the Sacramento Kings on Saturday at 4 Eastern, which is 9 p.m. on our Saturday night. They play the Oklahoma City Thunder Monday at 9 Eastern, which is a 2 a.m. Tuesday morning tip-off and they end the campaign against the New York Knicks a week Thursday now at 7.30 Eastern, which is a half past midnight Friday morning. Um, So, Paul, we know this is only Summer League, but what do you want to see from the Magic team out there next week?
2: For me, Summer League is about the opportunity to start getting some early cohesion for Bankero um for him to start working with the team for us to see what he can do on the court. Um it's uh, some league I'm not really worried about the results. I want to see the the practice. That's effectively what it is for me. It's it's a a structured practice with some form of competition in it. Um so I want to see the team come out, I want to see them play with energy. I'm not really worried, um, I say, about win or lose. It's nice to win. It's always nice to win, and it's a good habit to get into. But I'm not too worried if we don't do that. Um, I think one of the players I'm really excited to see get what he can do because of him having only I mean, more recently come back is Kennedy Dylan Kennedy. I, um, he's he's got an opportunity to set a claim for some minutes in in the team with uh, the ability he's got shooting. Um, as we were talking with uh, David last week, I'm very impressed that RJ has asked to be a part of the team. Um, I think it shows a maturity that he knows he needs the opportunity to get as many repetitions in as he can, get as many uh, minutes under his belt as he can, um, to work with Um, some of the guys uh, and clearly the rest a lot of the team going out to Vegas to be part of um, the off-court stuff the training sessions and the like it's hugely important so for me it's, it's more about a early training camp than the actual competition itself so hopefully we win it's nice to see us win some it'd be nice to see Paolo go out there and uh show everybody just why he was number one pick but if he doesn't on this he was worried uh, let's see what happens when it actually means something on the court in October when the season starts that's when I'm bothered about
1: Oh definitely and you make a good point about Kennedy I mean um, you know signing um, Gary Harris and Mobamba back you know two of our best three point shooters last season uh, Kennedy can shoot lights out as well so yeah. Yeah, he could be uh, vital to the team. So, yeah, hopefully he has a a good summer
3: league and stick around. And and one last point, let's remember last year's summer league where uh, Franz Wagner struggled and we all wondered going into into pre-season and the regular season, what are we going to get from him? Makes makes the all-rookie first team. And then Jalen Suggs had a really good summer league and, and his debut, I think he had 24 points and he was shooting threes and playing good, playing good defensively and he struggled this season. So it, it doesn't it, really give you any scope into no. how they're going to perform when it gets to to the big time. So I know there's. you look already, there's
2: a lot of excitement, shall we say, around the performance that Chet put in uh, for OKC um, last night, I think it was. Yeah. Really? I, cra- I didn't hear that at all. Cracking, you, cracking you want, you want figures. You would think it on Twitter. Yeah, cracking <laughs> figures. But... It's against, surely you've got to expect the number two pick to be able to score against guys who are G League players, who are undrafted, looking for an opportunity. Um, I know it doesn't always equate, but you've got to kind of expect that he's going to be able to produce against that. Um, And he probably wants to send a message that why didn't you take me, why, why wasn't I taken the number one? But hey, yeah. nice. it's, it's summer, as far as I'm concerned, it's summer league. It's nice to get a win. It's nice to see some good performances. But it's all about the... Um, Preparation. Starting to build something off. Yeah, starting to build something off and <laughs> out of the public view for the start of the season. That's where we're looking
1: at, for me. Yeah, definitely. Right then, so that, that recaps the week. So uh, let's get Kristen in. Right now we go on to our guest section and we are delighted this week to be joined by no, none other than Kristen Ledlow from NBA TV. How are you Kristen?
0: I'm great thank you guys for having me.
1: You're very welcome. Uh, you've been on the list to, to get on the show for a very long time so uh, now we do appreciate you taking your time out uh, of your busy schedule to uh, to join us today. And so just a uh, A quick recap for anybody who um, basically lives under a rock, Uh, Kristen works as an anchor for NBA TV, uh, as well as a courtside reporter for NBA on TNT, uh, having previously been the host of NBA Inside Stuff. But most importantly, you're an Orlando Magic fan, aren't you?
0: Most importantly. And I wore my penny shirt for you guys today.
1: (laughs) And we appreciate Um, it. We love it. We do. That's amazing. That's amazing. So so tell us, Kristen, as a local from Tallahassee, uh, we know of your love of the Orlando Magic. But tell us about growing up as a Magic fan in central Florida uh, in the 90s and where your fandom started.
0: Yeah, I, what a cool time to be a Magic fan in the 90s, right? <laughs> so <laughs> as I was growing up, several of my co-workers played on the team at different points, of course. Shaq was there. Grant was there. Tracy McGrady was there. Vince Carter was there when I was a little bit older as an intern. Um, so it was just such a cool time to get to be there and to fall in love with the game of basketball on the heels of the Space Jam release. I don't know if any of you are also yeah. fans of that brilliant film. Who is um, it? You like? all use brilliant right to describe. Absolutely. All right. I wanted to drop one of those uh, today, but so I fell in love with the game of basketball, wore Lola bunny all over everything that I owned going to school and then living in the Orlando area. When I was a kid, the Orlando Miracle were there as well. Mm -hmm. One of the WNBA's first uh, franchises and had the chance to go to magic games and camps. And so falling in love with the game and living there during that really unique time for the franchise. Uh, I, I credit the love that has continued on now for, for decades, uh, because of that really special stretch of days.
1: Definitely. And any standout moments for you as a fan before you got to work in the
0: media? Goodness. Um, I have a lot of really vivid magic memories as a kid, but I think one of the most vivid was, should I say as an adult, I was like 19. So whatever you call 19 year olds, all right, legally <laughs> an adult, but far from having any idea what I was going to do with my life. Um, I was interning for a local news station that was covering the Magic's uh, postseason run in 2009. And so I was there every single day helping the lead sports anchor uh, gather highlights and, and, and sound bites from practices and shoot arounds. And my very first interviews as a, well, kind of a professional, I don't know, a, a quote unquote professional uh, with no real experience whatsoever, uh, were at some of those shootarounds during the NBA finals just because it so happened to be in the town that I was interning in. And so to get to be there, during that stretch and to actually get to be there. Um, again, so many vivid memories, but I think one of the most vivid we all had, did you guys have the um, the, the flip phones?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Right. So
0: I had my first camera phone. So it was not only a flip phone. It was one that could take photos. And they were the really (laughs) tiny square shaped grainy photos that you're probably never going to go back and look. But, you know, you take them anyway, because I have a phone that is a camera in my pocket now. (laughs) And so I was not credentialed to actually be at the NBA finals, although I was there in the morning times at shoot arounds, uh, you know, as an intern. And so I, very last minute, I mean, it had to be already four or five in the afternoon, early evening, was told by the company I was interning for, like, hey, we have a couple of extra tickets to tonight's game if you want to go as a fan. And I was like, if I want to go as a fan to (laughs) the NBA Finals My team is playing in. um, And it was game five. We know how that one ended. And at the time, the way that the arena was laid out where I was sitting, instead of like getting up and walking out behind you, like, you know, taking the steps up to walk up. In the arena, you had to walk downstairs and go out. And so that was where I was kind of sitting. And I knew when I got up and and was going to leave, I was going to walk closer to the court before walking out rather than walking further away. I say all of that to say I was not willing to sit and watch another team celebrate a championship on the magic floor. I, I just I wasn't going to do it. Looking back, I probably should have done it, right? I mean, it's, it's a moment, like, just, just watch, you know? Like, it's a really cool thing to see, right? Um, and so as the clock is winding down, I was one of many fans who were like, we're not gonna sit here and watch this wrap up the way that it has. But as I was walking down to walk out, again, one of the most vivid pictures, despite the actual, the literal picture being anything but vivid because of said phone, I looked back over my left shoulder before walking out and Kobe Bryant was standing at the end of his bench. And I remember thinking he was so intent to be up already in a series like that one, and to be so far ahead in the final game, but the final buzzer hadn't sounded and he was so intensely talking to the very last guy on the end of the bench and one of what had to be one of their final timeouts that I watched that and kind of stood. Th- I stood there long enough that the people behind me were like, are you going to go? Um, I, I stood and watched <laughs> him for long enough and it was just such an incredible moment to, to watch the very best in the world at the thing that he does stay as intensely focused as he did until the final moment. And he didn't stop because the final moment had not yet arrived. The final buzzer had not yet sounded. And I picked that flip phone out of my back pocket and took a quick picture of Kobe standing there talking intensely to the end of his bench game five of the 2009 finals, knowing he was about to go on and win it and knowing I couldn't stand it, but also knowing This is something that I should probably remember. So I'm going to snap a photo (laughs) on this phone that I have and keep it. And again, one of just the most vivid memories, but I have so many. I went to Orlando Miracle Camps as a little girl and Tracy McGrady showed up once to talk to us. And there's so many memories and moments as a Magic fan um, that we we just simply don't have enough time for me to get into all of them. But I think that when I look back, uh, that ranks among the most vivid to me.
3: Have you still got that phone? That's the big question. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So I don't still have the phone, but I do still have the photo. Okay. Because at (laughs) the time, do you remember like what it took to actually get a photo off of a phone like that? You had to like email it to somewhere that would then print it and mail it to your house <laughs> so I have that I have the printed photo awesome. that I could probably find and give to you guys yeah um, but no I think awesome. that phone that phone's been gone for a <laughs>
2: day <laughs> but can I just say as passionate sports fans we fully understood getting right? oh, yeah. walking out and Absolutely. not watching that
1: celebration I'm 100%. not seeing that
0: no. yeah.
1: Espe- especially to that especially to that team
0: that's the way I felt. I am not watching them be happy here.
2: (laughs) We get that. We understand that. It's
0: so cool to look back and realize like that was a moment now that lives on in NBA history as we celebrate one of the greatest the game has ever seen. It's like in that one moment, it's like, oh, oh, that's why. That's why you're you, you know, that right there and so it was really cool to get a chance uh to witness it but no i did not stay to watch him hoist the trophy
1: <laughs> absolutely <laughs> absolutely um so you work closely as you've mentioned with a certain duke blue devil in uh, X magic <laughs> forward grant hill and um, now given that the magic drafted banquero from duke um tell us about your excitement uh for banquero in the number one pick and has grant offered uh, his take on Paolo, seeing as his He's got ties to Duke.
0: So I have read Grant's take on Paolo. I have not personally talked to Grant about Paolo, mostly because Grant and I, talk, we talk very little about basketball and far more about life. Uh, but from what I have seen of Grant Hill's take on the uh, number one overall selection, uh, he, it, in a lot of ways, I mean, how many comparisons have we heard To Grant Hill. And so, in a lot of ways, it's like him in what is now his home. He lives in Orlando, getting the opportunity to watch this six foot 10, 250 pounds, somewhat version of himself coming from the school that he, I don't know, did he make them famous? Did they make him famous? Coming from the school that he is so famously associated with is a really unique thing. So, I know that we're all going to go on for the next. In the same way, you know, we'll debate Luca and Trey for a solid decade um, before just admitting, oh, wow, they're both really great picks. Um, I I will go on to debate, I think, these top three picks for probably the next decade until we have an opportunity to see how they pan out and how their teams do as well. Um, But in a lot of ways, um, I think the comparison to Grant is is a special one. And I know that he wanted to see Paolo there because he lives in Orlando, because he still, of course, roots for the magic when he's not rooting for the Hawks. He, he does of course have a vested interest there now, Um, but because he'd have the opportunity to see him (laughs) him up close. I know that's the pick that he wanted to see in Orlando. And I was obviously psyched to see it because I don't think in this draft, uh, you really could have gone wrong. In th- those top three guys I-, I really don't think that there was a mistake to be made
2: uh, that's actually something we've been saying that uh whoever they picked you could make an argument for one two or three on right. each of those guys
0: you 100%. can argue for any of those guys but I think it'll be really cool, especially where the franchise is right now to have a guy who can stuff the stat sheet from top to bottom i think will be important.
2: That really brings, I mean, that really does bring me on to what I was going to ask you, because in some ways it must feel strange for you hearing National NBA attention on the Magic. Yeah. And is is there, a, is there a feeling that Paolo can really push the franchise forward?
0: I think there is. I mean, we're talking about a cons- consensus All-American in such a short amount of time to see him play on the game's biggest stage, which of course... That's just in college. The game's biggest stage gets a whole lot bigger from here moving forward. Um, But to watch the ways in which he I I said he was a stat sheet stuffer and he is to watch the ways in which he affects every single aspect of the game for the team that he's on. I think that's exactly what the magic need to push the franchise forward. Those are the kind of young players that you can build postseason runs on.
2: Yeah, and with and, Bra- and with friends as well.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. Which makes me so excited. I, I was actually reading an article um, on Orlando Magic Daily uh, yesterday or today, and it was funny because the, the title um, was something to the effect of. Uh, you know, that he doesn't need Summer League. Bronze does not need Summer League. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I, I never really thought about it that way. But you hear that a lot, you know, said, especially in Vegas. Like, oh, well, he's here, but he no longer needs Summer League. And after reading that article, I was convinced. Because often the guys that we see at Summer League are either pretty unarguable superstars in their own right for the first time and only time. Or they're guys who need the reps. And and he, Franz, has has proven that he is NBA ready. He's earned the right to sit on the sideline at Summer League with the rest of us, (laughs) rather than being out there and playing a second season the way that we often see rookies do. Um, So I'm really excited to see, uh, I'm really excited to see the jump that he makes for the determination to have been made that he no longer has anything to prove in this. Summer League stint, but perhaps has nothing developmentally that he can gain from it either. It means that they're looking at him as a player who is capable of making that next step.
3: Yeah. Last week we had David Steele on the podcast, I and love, uh, he's David. great. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we we discussed uh, Franz and Paolo playing together and a possible tandem that you could argue is very similar to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Oh, I like that. Do you see yeah. that comparison? Do you think mm-hmm. that's Yeah,
0: I like that a magic, lot. You know? uh, because Jalen is an all-star caliber player in his own right. Yep. And Jason is one of those rare superstar players that changes a franchise. And so you've already got a player on the roster who is... An all star caliber, the third or fourth or fifth best rookie last season, and a first team all rookie um, that has the ability to be there. And now you've drafted first overall this player that has that ability to be the, the generational kind of star that your franchise is identified by for the greater part of the next decade. And so I I like that comparison. I I don't know that I had read or seen that or heard that anywhere, but I I like that a lot. And uh, if you may recall, um, just a few weeks ago, we were watching Jalen and Jason still playing because at their very young ages, they are already in the NBA finals. And of course they have a, a great team, but by every account, you credit the success of those two with the success of the team itself. And so, yeah, I, I like that comparison a lot. And I think that these guys have that same capability to push the franchise forward. Yeah.
3: You and I were... Sorry, Mikey, go on. Sorry. I was also going to say, and, and you can throw a young Wendell as a... Sorry, Wendell Carter Jr. as a young Al Horford in there as well. Just Yeah, uh,
0: that's right. That's a good <laughs> comparison too. And how much fun, by the way, just side note... I'm not a Florida fan. I am from Florida, but I am a Florida State fan. However, seeing Al Horford, Florida alum, uh, in the finals for the first time after so long, that was really sweet to see too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And with the Boston Celtics, I think you and I were at the same game in uh, March 2018. Yes, Um, you were there. Yes, St. Patrick's Day weekend, I think it was, uh, Friday night. And it wasn't a good game as far as the Magic fan goes. But uh, I think, I don't I read somewhere that's the last time that you were actually in Orlando?
0: It is the last in, in, time. In, in the Amway. W- yes, it is the last time I was in the arena. And it was really special too because I was only in town uh, to speak at Southeastern University where I graduated. And one of the speakers at the conference I was speaking at, uh, Shelly Wilkes, who at the time was helping to run the Lakeland magic. And, and I was like, Hey, you know, the, Orlando Magic are playing tonight are we are we trying to go or what are we doing you know and, <laughs> and she was like oh yeah absolutely she's like i can make a phone call you can go she's like is there anyone else you want to go so i'm looking around I, mean, I had girlfriends from college who had shown up i had my mom with me for the trip and and i'm like who all wants to go and so it ended up being like five of us that shelly helped to get in the door to be able to be there that evening so it was really cool because it felt like um, not just being there again, but getting the chance to be there with my mom for the first, she had never been to the arena and and had the chance to watch the magic play. Yeah. So to get to take my mom and to get to take my best friends from college and to get to go as a fan, but also doing what I do now now I know so many more of the people involved behind the scenes and on the bench and on the court as well and so getting the chance to give people that I love that same experience was really really sweet um and yeah it was a very last minute kind of it's funny that you mentioned it now because now I'm realizing some of my most vivid magic memories are last minute kind of can we go Can I go? Yeah, let's go, you know, and and getting a chance to be there. But yeah, it, it was the last time I went because now if I think back, it doesn't feel like that long ago. But, you know, months later, I got married. Shortly after that, the whole world shut down and basketball ceased to exist for a period of time. I got pregnant. And then I was on maternity leave. Then I had a newborn. Now I have a one-year-old. So no, I have not made it back. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, <No. laughs> since that very day. <laughs> that, We've,
1: got a pl- We've got to plan. We've got to plan our trips uh, months and months in advance, Guston. And yeah. um, we we yeah. literally come over for two weeks. Uh, we hope for a, a long home stand. So we'll be over in October now. I think there's probably about. Uh, nine, ten families from the UK all coming over. Um, wow. We'll be catching a few games together in October. So uh, it'd be nice if we get a national game. And uh, if,
0: if you're in town, that would oh, be amazing. But- Trust me, when I t- I have said so many times, we get a magic game on TNT. I want it. I'm there. <laughs> I got to go. Right? And it's still it happen, hasn't it? happened. I have done inside stuff from Orlando, but I have not done a magic game on our air and still would love to do that. Although I don't know, like, would they, I don't know, though. Like, would, would you, can't they, be a, you
2: can't be a fan,
0: can you? Right. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I don't know that the, the audience would appreciate my fandom as much as you guys. So maybe that, I don't know. They probably will never put me on one. <laughs> it's you can be there you can still no, be there it's not exactly it's not exactly unbiased journalism is it
1: <laughs> have, have, you, have you listened to the Celtics <laughs> yeah
0: there's right. no, such,
2: there's no <laughs> such thing as unbiased Celtics commentary. it all
0: works though for the local broadcast nationally we're supposed to you know not the neutral uh, <laughs> yeah yeah like, doesn't
2: but, always come across you know yeah exactly <laughs> doesn't always come across yeah. i know it's not going to be from that game um but who who are your favorite magic players uh, that uh you've seen actually yeah. playing
0: um So quite obviously, I love the guys that I have the opportunity to work with Um, and even had a Grant Hill jersey when I was little. It was actually the only reason that I reached out and asked about auditioning for Inside Stuff. I was relatively unknown. I was working in local radio in Atlanta and they were going to film in Atlanta. And I knew Grant had signed on. And I thought, if I can just get in the building, I could spend one afternoon with Grant Hill. Like, how cool is that? You know, and and, and that was why I, I wanted to audition in the first place. And it changed my life now a decade later. Um, mm-hmm. But if I were to get a bit more obscure for the Magic fans listening, you know, who was one of my very favorite players of all time, and I largely credit him with that 2009 run is Rafer. Skip to my Lou Alston. Anyone? <laughs>
3: okay. It's That's different.
0: Different shot. cool. One of my very yeah. favorites. I mean, just the way he played, the way he handled the ball, the way he facilitated the offense, the swagger that he had, I, just one of my favorites of all time. But, I mean, I could go on and on, and, and and many of them were from that run because that was the first chance that I had to actually be involved with the team up close. Um, up to that point, I had watched as a child and then as a fan, but then – to to be there and to to see it and to to watch what it took to take a team to the NBA finals. Um those were the guys that became my favorites.
2: Gonna be understandable. Absolutely. Completely understandable.
0: But that's a good that's a good one, right? That's a throwback name for you.
2: Yeah. You don't hear that very often. Know, we we um did a Joint podcast with one of the other with uh, one of the other magic podcasts, where we picked um, a starting five from all time.
0: Ooh, yeah, I like that.
2: Uh, you know, doing a proper draft, um, and none of us ended up picking him. And the number what? of comments, the number of comments that were there. How can that, how's somebody not took him? So yeah, it's it's a good name. although those name.
0: comments may have come from my burner account. <laughs> 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 Like, this is a travesty. <laughs> next
2: Dana. time we do it, you could be Paul <laughs>
0: Let Bring me on next time. I'll draft him first, and then we'll feel the comments <laughs> from there. <Yeah. laughs> Jameer Nelson also was one of my favorites. Hito Turkaloo, one yeah, of my favorites. I mean, just what a fun era of magic basketball. Yeah. Oh, and in case he's listening, Shaq, you know, obviously always a
2: favorite. <laughs> Well, I drafted Shaq first, if memory serves me right. You did. Yeah, I mean that's the yeah. obvious.
0: That's yeah. the obvious I, first pick, right? I, I looked Just out and got the, the first way. pick, right? Yeah, <laughs> putting my bias and his gift to my newborn baby aside, um, I would also choose Shaq first overall. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Taking a step back from the magic then, Kristen, obviously we know you're a host on NBA TV uh, and previously Inside Stuff. You've recorded episodes at Shaq's house. You've covered the NBA finals like this season. You've interviewed the likes of Steph Curry, LeBron. What's your top three moments from working at NBA TV and why? That is
0: a tough question because (laughs) even narrowing it down to three is really difficult because it wasn't just a fun show and it absolutely was and grant and i are still pushing for a reunion we're afraid they're going to do a reunion when we're too old to do it and they're going to get younger versions of us and we're not (laughs) okay with that do we need Um,
2: do we need to start a hashtag to get inside stuff right yeah
0: right absolutely i love the Um, show love the show thank you same um so it's tough to narrow it to three, but a few of the memories that come to mind when you ask me that very question, one is doing that episode at Shaq's house Uh, because I, I don't know how much you all have seen of Shaq's house in Orlando, the one with the blue roof. Like they did a lot of kind of behind the scenes there. So a lot of people have seen what it, I mean, it's a, it's a check museum, right? It's not a normal house. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a museum to Shaquille O'Neal. Um, so getting a chance to be there that day and it was so wild because it was like, our call time was eight or nine in the morning. He wasn't even awake when we got to the house. So like <laughs> we get there and the whole crew's there. And then it's like, do oh, so, so I should go wake him up? Okay. I, you know? So like, I, I I don't know. And then he's like, well, we're not going to film until we get breakfast. And so it's like, oh, okay. So we go into the kitchen and it's like, oh, you're, you're going to make us breakfast. Okay. So, so he made us, bre- he woke up, he made us breakfast. He, I mean, it was hours before we started filming anything. And so it was just one of the most fun days because he showed us the whole house and he, he took me on a ride on that crazy, huge motorcycle that he has that had to be custom made because like who else? fits Who else, Who else fit needs that it? size motorcycle, right? No one. Yeah, it, you know, I mean, we had gone on, you, he had woken up, made breakfast, we had gone on a ride around the neighborhood in that crazy huge motorcycle. I mean, before we even considered filming anything, I had to bump back my flight to get back home like six different times. It, it was it was just such a fun, it was such a fun day um, to have him as co-host that day. Uh, but I... You know, Grant and I have so many fun memories together. I, I, It's tough, I think, to sum up, like, the best of the best of my time on Inside Stuff without just really saying, like, he he is the best of it. You know, working alongside Grant is Brilliant. the very best of it. And, and, and obviously that spans five seasons, and we still work together now, just on different projects and different assignments, different shows. Um, but that's it. When I think about the, the best that was on that show, it was just getting to stand next to him. You know, he is, he's the kindest, classiest, funniest, I, I mean, hardest working, everything that you think might be true about Grant Hill. And there's a lot said about how wonderful that he is out there. Every single bit of it and a little bit more is actually true.
1: It's amazing, that's, we know how hard it is to, to get back on the court when he was injured with the magic. So, no, we, we do appreciate uh, appreciate.
0: And that. he and just so- released a book. If I'm gonna plug anything, I should plug that. Do it, do <laughs> it, do it. Yes, he, he just released a book. And I'm not okay, so he's telling me all about this book like throughout the entire production process of it. He told me when he decided he wanted to write a book, and then told me once it was kind of underway, and told me about reliving all of those stories i I think it's really important i think especially for magic fans to understand what actually happened um through that stretch of days uh it was something i didn't understand at all and he made really clear to me years ago and now he's making it really clear on the pages that were written um we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago at the NBA finals I was like oh my gosh I just got your book in the mail right before I you know right before I, I I got on the flight to Boston and and he was like yeah I wrote about you in there and I thought he was kidding like I was like oh, okay thanks because I, I was like how could you not have me write the forward right and he was like, okay you know and and he was like well I wrote about you and I'm like mm, okay sure and I I was just reading it he actually did I couldn't believe it. I I just, it it brought me to tears and could again right now, if I'm not careful, thinking about like the only reason I wanted to even audition is because he was going to be there. So to know that 10 years after that day, that guy that I just wanted to meet for one afternoon wrote about me in a book that he wrote about his life it's just unfathomable to me. It, it actually is. Like, it, I, I got to stop talking about it or else I actually will cry. Um, so if I'm going to plug anything, by Grant Hill's book.
1: Grant Hill's book. We will. We will. We will. So last question from us. Um, I read recently, well, it no, wasn't recently, it was a couple, probably a couple of years ago now, an article, article noting your love of cats uh, where you adopted a tabby cat and you named him all um, magic, sorry. Uh, <laughs> fantastic name. Uh, in fact, we've got a story. Mikey's got a cat called JJ, and I've got a cat called Penny. So we can certainly, um, you know, appreciate what you did I there.
2: I love it. <laughs>
1: yes. Um, so I don't have magic. a cat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but if you get one, I we have that. some naming ideas for <laughs> you. <Okay. laughs> yeah. a baby Shaquille, the kitten is waiting at the shelter right now. <laughs> I think
1: um, I'll so I the... something to say about that. So so Magic the Cat um, made the list run by a Twitter group called NBA Cat Watch. uh, (laughs) So I read uh, where they try to figure out which NBA players have got cats. Tell us about your involvement with the project and any notable stories you've got from it. Because I know obviously LeBron asks about Magic all the time, doesn't he?
0: Yes. And what's so funny is for the longest time and to this day, people will still ask me about Magic the Cat. And I'm like, I have a son now. Like, you know, what? <laughs> still asking after we haven't seen each other. I mean, we're on the other side of the whole world stopping. And still, the first thing when we catch up two years later is, wow, magic. I'm like, you know what? He is thriving. Uh, but <laughs> it's so funny because that, yes, I mean, that is what it, everyone asks me about this cat and I, you know, I will say he's thriving, but he doesn't love that there is a baby boy that has come to live with us at all. You know, he's never really been on board. Um, But NBA cat watch, I don't remember if they followed me or I followed them first, but I just thought it was the funniest project that they're trying to reach out kind of from the outside, looking in and just figure out, who has cats? Who doesn't have cats? And I'm like, hey, so I would gladly be an unpaid, unofficial correspondent. And when I go to interview players about other things, I'll gladly ask, not only do, if they have a cat, but like, They feel about cats. Unfortunately, nine out of ten are like, "Oh no, I'm a dog person," and I'm like, "Okay, this interview's over." Uh, But yeah, but hundred
2: percent. Yeah, it was
0: so much fun. So yeah, I just started asking all the time. You know, "Do do you have a cat? Do you have any history with cats? And then I would report that information back. But it turned into such a cool project because NBA Cat Watch has helped so many sheltered cats and 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 has um, raised so much money for cats who, who who need those resources. And so it turned into such a cool uh, project that went so far beyond just figuring out who owns a cat and who doesn't.
2: Brilliant! Yeah, I
3: think it's brilliant.
2: Uh, that is awesome. That so is awesome. Paul needs a cat.
3: So- there you go. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Shack, uh, so
2: shack I, think, the cat. Uh, I think our Cocker Spaniel would have something to say about that in the house. Yes. But, hey. Another
0: funny thing I should probably tell I don't think I've ever told this story publicly. So this will be the first kind of time. Um, at All-Star Weekend one year, um, I don't remember when it was. I don't remember where we were. None of that matters. I was with Grant and we were filming Inside Stuff from All-Star and Magic Johnson as he always is, was there. And Mm -hmm. it was the first time I had ever met magic and never have I had the courage to go back and correct myself from our very first meeting. Grant introduces us and he says, you should tell him about your cat. You have a cat named after him. (laughs) And I didn't correct him. I said, yes. And I just let him believe that I have a cat (laughs) named after him and how special it all is and I gave him a hug and to this day in none of our interactions have I had the courage to tell him differently
1: (laughs) that's brilliant that is amazing love it amazing ah Kristen it's been a blast um and, and time's um ticking away so we better let you get back to the uh NBA TV studio. So, thank you very, very much for taking time, and we really do appreciate it.
0: Thank um, you, guys, so much for having me. This was a blast. It's so cool to get to talk to Magic fans on, like, literally the other side of the world.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we are. It's, it's amazing how how much of a community there is across the world that, that is Magic fans.
0: Very. We, we talked to people special. in Britain,
2: Brazil, Australia. So,
1: yeah, all over the world. Wow. Yeah. So we're really looking forward to hopefully getting to see you in October. So touch wood that um, they give us a national game and we'll see you in Orlando. Um, so thank you to everyone for listening and watching. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok and Twitter, all at Orlando Magic UK. Please visit our website at orlandomagicuk.com. So from Kristen, Paul, Mikey and myself, until next week, go Magic.